today. So <laughs> let's get this thing started. Shoot. Okay. Yeah. So we got um, Paige Kennedy, actor, rapper, comedian, just jack of all trades because he's talented like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And right. And you're from Detroit, Motor yeah, City. Yes. Uh, you know, one thing um, when I was reading about you, I was like, mm. so back in the day, he used to battle rap. Yeah. Yes. How do battle rapping skills right now? I, you know, so my battle rapping skills have, is is probably like mostly denoted through my mixtape series, Straight Bars. Because uh -huh. I, you know, I have a, a mixtape series. We're on the fourth installment now. So this year will be uh, the uh, number five. And I kind of just, you know, do what I would do like in battle raps, like dur during that series, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I also have like at the end of each uh, series of straight bars, one, two, and three, I have a posse track. So I take just the dopest like MCs that you can think of. And I put them all on one track and, you know, so, so people can, can talk about who had the best verse on there. Okay. And I've had, I've had everybody from King Lose to Royce the five, nine crooked eye, Elzai, Mickey Fax, kid vicious, uh, RJ Payne, three D Nati, like just all type of extreme, Lyricist Fred the Godson, Axel Leon, all on these, um, these these posse tracks. So, so that's where I get out my my battle rap stuff. Okay, so but do you do it on the spot? Oh no I, no I don't I don't. Dang, I, cause I was I was gonna test you out. You got all these people you throwing out. And I'm like. <laughs> That's awesome, but do you do it on the spot? Dang. Come on, now you 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 watch Rap City. You you think they was actually freestyling on there? No, they trying to sell records. They out there still they written. They ain't about to <laughs> bust me. You say the freestyle when you on the tour bus, <laughs> can't nobody hear. Right. <laughs> uh, so um, I also found out that I thought was super cool that uh, you went to the. Uh, uh, you studied Shakespeare at the University of Detroit. So I University understand Delaware. Delaware. Delaware, I'm sorry, Delaware. But I understand how that kind of plays into acting, but how does that play into you being a rapper? Like explain that. Because you don't hear about rappers getting, you know, a degree in Shakespeare. Well, I consider myself a wordsmith. So if you listen to my music mm -hmm. or the way that I speak, like, you know, um I love language i love wonderful uh multi-syllabic words and so a lot of you know the stuff that i put into my music some of the verbiage comes from shakespeare i mean some of it also comes from you know like a sports commentary because I'm, I'm i'm a big uh basketball and football fan and i okay. watch a lot of sports commentary but a lot of my at least the archaic words will come from shakespeare so you know, they're kind of intertwined, you know, mm -hmm. I, I take like uh, an amalgamation of words that I could have gathered from some of the plays and, and, and utilize them, you know, within my music. Yeah, I hear you using some of those words. Would you say slab of what? <laughs> <laughs> A slab of ribs, girl. A slab of ribs. Wait a minute. 
Wait a minute, because I'm from Houston. And so when we hear slab, we thinking about cars. So <laughs> I, that's all I heard. When you say <laughs> uh, okay, so <clears throat> like we got to get into the music. So more into the music anyway. But a lot of artists, they're like finding it difficult like you're talking about where you you use Shakespeare to kind of create your raps and use those words and stuff like that. But a lot of artists are like growing. You know, as people, we just grow and we develop and we change. And so our experiences are different. And so they were rapping about one thing. And now that they've grown out of that, they start rapping about something else. So how is that? How are you growing within your rap? Like, do you feel like you're having to change or are you kind of keeping it the same? Or what do you think? I think uh, I think that I am growing in a sense that, um, not to say that I was, uh, you know, archaic in my my thought process, but I really was stuck in the golden era where mm-hmm. where to me that uh, defining um, elements of hip hop were far as bars storytelling Mm -hmm. uh concepts and that's the type of rap that i wanted to give out because i you know i want to make sure that it stayed alive and that was prevalent and then i started to be more open and open my palette up to more uh the new music and found that there are sounds and, and interesting ways that i can still utilize more current sounds mm-hmm. and still do what it is that I do and so I think on this new album of mine front page um the album is bifurcated where I have uh some of the the newer sounds and and the the music that just feels good that makes you want to move that you can play at a basketball game barbecue just hanging mm-hmm. out playing dominoes and then I also have the side for my core fans that like the traditional music that I do like storytelling I got mm-hmm. a song on there when I talk about you know booking the job for the upshaws called the audition and each album I have a song called the audition and this is part three where I talk about that particular uh, job. So that's kind of like my core, you know, audience that likes to hear my personal journey. Okay, I like that. So you you find it how you just kind of put it together. Because I mean, you know, they just reuse uh, music all the time. So, yeah. okay, I got that, I got that. Well, talking about that, uh, the new album front page, yeah. and you talking about, <laughs> wait, I have to talk about this song, Tough Guys. Oh, and you're man. like, I got to talk about the lyrics in there, first of all, because I'm like, dang, who is he mad at? Who, what, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, uh, she won't fit in a tune uh, with a non, uh, non-in face, non-person in face that only look good on Zoom. I'm like, who is he mad at? And why are we taking it out of the girl? It's called Tough Guys. Wait a minute. <laughs> You gotta tell me some more about that. Tell me the premise behind that. So that 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 wasn't for anyone in particular. That goes back to uh, what you had stated earlier about how how do I release my energy in my battle rap sense? And you know that song, Tough Guys. Um, if you look at the 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 lineup on there, is with Canaver uh, from D12. Mm-hmm. And Kid Vicious, Royce the Five Nines brother, 
Um, these are two lyrical assassins. And I actually went to high school with Kanava where we used mm -hmm. to battle rap. And so if I'm going to have them on a song, the it's just, we just on some rapping stuff. That's kind of how I get out the, the battle rap stuff. So my mindset was in that, that, that place. And who those, those uh, uh, references that you were making were all predicated off the first bar that I said, which is, <laughs> I throw a skirt at your fat chick and address the elephant in the room, you know, because that's that's like layered, like address a, a skirt, address, address the elephant in the room. Uh -huh. I'm calling her elephant because she big, but right. the elephant in the room, the, the terminology of it, you know, and so I just, I just, and another thing, that's what I got from Shakespeare, he will take uh, uh, imagery, um, right? And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and be evocative on that imagery and just stretch it out for a long period of time. So he talks about the same thing over and over, okay. so it's a run on. So that's kind of what I was doing. I just like let that whole theory last for like <laughs> eight bars yeah, <laughs> talking was, about his girl. Yeah, it was a it was a, a tack. It was a assassin. I it's a proverbial <laughs> girl. It's a proverbial girl. So it's not actually a real one. So Right. Okay. Well, I have to pause you right there because we got to go back to you doing battle rapping in high school with Kanab. Kanab, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So you got to tell me, is there a story in that that we have not heard? What was that like? Well, there there isn't necessarily a story with Kanaver and I, but there is a story with um, Elzai is another extreme lyricist that's on this project and we have a song together called the best of both worlds and the the first lyric starts off from the age of 15 we was this mean um i met el's eye in high school as well and i was like a junior and he was a freshman and um i was leaving out of my physical science class and as soon as we opened the door when a bell rang, there was like three little dudes standing there like, my boy want to battle you. Because I told you, I was like the best battler like in my high school. Right. And, you know, apparently he had been hearing about me since he was in middle school. And so mm -hmm. they told him when he get to Cody, he need to try and take out the top people. And I didn't even want to battle him because I didn't even know he was. He was a little kid. But I just did it anyway. And he was cold. Like just really? even as a freshman. He kind of blew me away and then he and I just kind of uh, united after that and just became like super cool and started doing music together. So, so you know, I, I did actually battle El's eye uh, in high school, but Kanava uh, and I never, never battled. Okay, so you said El's eye beat you? Is that what I heard? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's a that's, that's objective. <laughs> he definitely impressed me. And look at this. You know, what is that? Uh, 30, 30 years later, we are still doing music together. That's what's up. I mean, it's high school. 30 years later, <laughs> we still doing music together. Yeah, I'm like, uh, that's what's up. That, that. First of all, I'm still tripping on the high school pumping out these type of kids. Y'all's uh, graduating class was lit. Man, <laughs> it's lit. We we had we had Dwelle in that that uh and and Cody. We had yeah we had we had some people to 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 come out 
you know, of our of our high school. That's yeah. So going back to Detroit, and then your single, uh, I'm going home. And I know it, it kind of like touches on like you're gonna always go back to home, uh, back to Detroit, represent your city. Uh, as I hear you talking about your people, but yeah. like, is that is that like real difficult or kind of challenging to like as you get all these accolades and you're you're getting more you know prominent in your different careers, going back home, you know how people change up and they start acting funny. So has that been like kind of difficult going back and forth and still want to be a part of home but not feeling a part maybe? Well, well, no, I, because I, I, I typically, uh, you know, I'm not a very gregarious person by nature. I kind of like stick in the same like uh, pods of people that I've been okay. around for all these years. And so I've been going back home since I went to college. You know, I went away to college and my mom uh my mom still stayed there and my little sister and my niece like they they still stayed there and so I, I would always have to go home for my family but yeah. then I would see my same friends that I've known since high school and so for me I just hang around the same people every time mm -hmm. I go home and and it's almost like uh a refresh, a restart, because mm -hmm. I get to go home, I get to see the struggle, I get to see where I came from, I get to see all of that, and then yeah. when I'm flying back on the airplane, and I'm looking at the Los Angeles skyline, I remember the first time that I came here, and I came here for a purpose, and that purpose was to make my imprint on the world, and then Hollywood, and give the talents that are so diverse that God has given me, and it's just a reminder, like, okay, here we are again, I, you know, I had that respite you know and and I, I got that home feeling and i'm back here and i'm here for an agenda that people are mm -hmm. counting on me and so it's it's it, you know it's um it's important for me to to go home and get that that feeling for a second before i come back out here okay so you kind of re-up when you go home i re-up you know <laughs> you gotta right. you gotta re-up otherwise you fall into the doldrums of your everyday life and, yeah. and you take it it, it take things for granted you know and you can't see what's actually happening but mm -hmm. me going home i can see what i've actually made now and, and i'm able to like re retrieve the love from from my people hmm. so how, <laughs> how do you feel about your progress on making an impression on this world how do you personally feel about that you know i feel like i'm still the underdog i still feel really like yeah, because the people that know, they know. The people who who actually tap in and they know like the different um, things that I do, far as um, constantly in movies and TV shows, commercials, um, ubiquitously online with pumping out uh, content like for the younger generation. You know, I, I create multiple projects of music a year so like the people that are tapped in they know but i just feel like like you know i haven't gotten a chance for the masses to be able to like hear my music and hear what i had to offer they've seen me as an actor but you know maybe they haven't had an opportunity to delve in into the project because i feel like if they did you know, I feel like I would be on a different level so so i'm still fighting and clawing trying to get my just due that's good though, because I mean that hunger gives you the the drive to continue. So I mean, because I'm looking like, dude, you do everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you do everything. 
So speaking about doing everything, you know we got to get into this acting field. Look, you like, really? yes. <laughs> <laughs> but before we kind of get into it, I kind of want to touch on, you came from a challenging background. Like your mom was addicted, your dad was abusive. So going into acting, like, have you ever like got into a role that kind of triggered some of those childhood experiences? You know, that happened for me um, in college. I was okay. starring in a play called The Great White Hope, um, where I played the first black heavyweight boxer named Jack Jefferson. And um, it was during the time that I hadn't spoken to my mom or my little sister for maybe six months. And that was obviously the longest time in my life that I've ever gone without. So I didn't know if they were alive, if they were dead. I didn't, I didn't know where they were. Yeah. And, and they were just like, like MIA, like no one knew where they were. And so I was dealing with that. And then there was a scene in rehearsal where the characters mom, the character is out like, uh, boxing, he's out in a different country or whatever. And someone brings a telegram saying that your mom has passed. And so he breaks down for that news. Well, for some reason at that rehearsal, all of that stuff just came in and yeah. it all coalesced into a ball of emotions that I was not able to control and I broke down completely. So like 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 they had to stop they had to stop the the play because I couldn't I couldn't control it. I couldn't stop crying because I was just thinking about like my own family, like my mom, my little sister and if if they actually were dead or not because I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't know. So I, I, I think that was the the, the time that I remember, uh, you know, my, my own history uh, going into the, 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 act, the um, art. Wow, that's deep. Because yeah. I'm like, you know, first of all, you talk about how just going back and forth to, you know, stay connected with your family and friends and then experience that. That's why I was wondering, I'm like, dang, has that ever connected in, you know, you know, affected you? And I'm like, God, so... Oh, it definitely, you know, it, it definitely does. And, and, and I've had a lot of extreme loss. I've had a preponderance of deaths within the last few years, mm -hmm. like even, even this year, you know, and it just seems like, like it's nonstop, you know, it's like a, a albatross that is constantly around my neck every time my phone rings and it's from Detroit. Like I, you know, I, I, I get nervous, um, because everything, like all of the closest people to me have just been being wiped out, you know, and I, and I, I kind of touch on it. Um, on front page. On front page, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and I, and I said, it's, it's like God teaching me balance, you know, right. everything that he gives me like in a, a stellar way is, you know, attached to a challenge, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, so that duality, it's tough and it makes you more appreciative of it. Well, how are you dealing with all this trauma? Because even when I was listening to Front Page, I'm like, dang, because your sister passed, your dad just passed, like that. Those are like big figures in anyone's life. So I'm like, how are you even dealing with all that trauma plus all your jobs? You like <laughs> <laughs> bouncing around? Yeah, right. I, I don't know, man. I you know, I I am I am the patriarch of my of my family, mm -hmm. and so I know 
that it is incumbent upon me to stay sane and to stay focused so that I am able to provide for the people that are left. You know, I have children. Now I'm the sole person for my mom because like all her kids are gone, you know, uh, so I know that I got to keep it together. So I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I'm nonviolent. You know, I, I, I try to stay out of the way. <laughs> Like I, I want to just be here so that I can create a, a legacy that, you know, um, that, that lives on past mm -hmm. me. Oh, that's why your skin looks so good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like good living, you know what I mean? All right. Well, a little more lighter note, you know, we got to talk about Upshaws. 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 <laughs> you watched the Upshaws? I have seen one or two episodes. I have not seen all of it. So I'm not even gonna sit here and tell you that. But <laughs> I am. I, look, I am gonna finish. But I look. I'm busy. But anything okay, that can support, you know, anything that can support Black artists, Black creative, and then to get renewed again. Yeah, I'm for it. Anything yeah. Black, I'm down. I'm like Issa right. I'm. I'm rooting for everybody Black. Okay. Period. Okay. That's what's up. I hear that. Thank you. Yes, of course. Yeah. And so you being duck on the upshaws, like, I mean, is that even like going to work? I mean, do y'all just clown all day? Like, <laughs> you know, it's funny because it definitely has its challenges, but really, it, it, yeah, what's it, challenging? Uh, 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 don't bite your tongue. Uh, uh, I see. What you thinking about? <laughs> no, I mean it's you. Know, it, any anytime you you have a collective of creative individuals um sometimes you know it can be challenging but but it's all done because everyone wants the best product you know and 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 I, and everyone is on the same team and i think like ultimately we come together we are a family and and we are there to make people laugh and you know we make each other laugh as well uh so uh you, it listen they they say um, a sitcom format is the best job that an actor can have because the schedule is so uh, pliable, it's flexible. It's you know when when I was on a, a one hour drama, we can be there. You know it take eight days to shoot an episode. You can be there for 13, 14 hours. You know. But like on the sitcom, you go rehearse two days for maybe eight hours and then you shoot, you got one tape day and you might have one pre-tape day. So you work four days out of seven, you know, and, and, and two of those days is only eight hours. And if you're not in the pre-shoots, you might only work three days. So it's a perfect schedule for an actor, you know? Yeah. That's good. Okay. I didn't know that. So you just kind of educated me on, because I thought you know, y'all will be there all day. Like, no. like a movie? No, like a mini movie? No. Nope, nope. Hey, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for indoctrination. I got you. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> so, okay, then you just wrapped with Meg too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I see your poster back there. I see you promoing on the cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then, and so y'all filmed that in Thailand, right? Uh, London and Thailand. 
London and Thailand. So tell me, uh, being from Detroit, like how culturally different was that experience? Oh, I know, right? Listen, the London thing took a little time to get adjusted to. That was a huge culture shock for me because the food is different. The food Mm -hmm. tastes different. It's, it's, It's different. I love the accents. I am not a fan of the weather. Um, and and London is very gray, you know. Um, it just it took some some adjustment for me mm-hmm. to get used to being in London. But Thailand, oh my God. Now, I had heard, yeah, I I had heard about Thailand previously, like it, like when people knew I was going there, everybody was like, "Oh, you gonna have so much fun when you get to Thailand. Wait till you get to Thailand." And I'm thinking, like, man, why everybody keeps saying this? And now I'm a part of that clan that touts for Thailand. Like it was the most beautiful place on earth. It was it was paradise on earth. You know, mm-hmm. I did a bunch of things that I never would have done coming from Detroit. Like, you know, in Detroit, we don't mess around with wild animals. I was with crocodiles. Uh, I was feeding crocodiles, holding them. I was I was with wild monkeys um, being attacked by them. I was with, I pet tigers and cheetahs. And I swam with dolphins. I rode and uh, showered with elephants. I got this new beautiful uh, elephant tusk that I wear now. I used to have a, a, a gold diamond uh, page chain that mm-hmm. I don't even wear anymore because now this is it because it makes me feel so tribal. Like, you know, and because I'm a pacifist, you know, like seeing how the people are and how generous they are and how they bow to you and how they, you know, like I was like, why the hell can't we as a people in America try and learn from this deference because we would live longer, we would live and love harder and and be happier like they don't they're not affected by all of the stuff that you know that 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 clouds us and 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 the encumbrance that we have in this society and you know i'm that type of person like i don't let stuff affect me i don't have road rage i don't like feel like umbrage because somebody said something to me like i I, i'm chill i'm cool i'm you know and that's how they are in thailand and so i was like Oh my God, if only we could like get some of that, that would be yeah. amazing. I'm working on that. I still have road rage. <laughs> oh, come on now. You need to take your butt to Thailand and realize that life is short. It leaves quickly and it does not matter. Cause you know, the funny thing about that road rage, right. like when you yelling at them or whatever, most of the time they don't even know you doing that. So you just ruining your own day with them living in your brain rent free. <laughs> Cause what I do is I pull up on the side and, oh, so they know. and they make sure you know. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna need you to stop doing that, sweetie. We in 2022. People are very mercurial, and they do a lot of things that's not worth it. <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that experience, and hopefully, because you keep talking about it, then maybe it'll ooze some of that greatness out to the rest of the people. So we just gonna uh, take. I hope so. <laughs> so you have tons going on. A bunch of checks coming. Yeah. <laughs> 
what else do you have like cooking up in the works that maybe we don't know about that you kind of, you know, we need to know and be on the lookout for? Oh, man. Look at you, um, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in a, in a process of, of writing um, a, my, my first book because um, oh, wow. I wanted to, I wanted to have a story of um, a young black kid that came from a beleaguered background and who was able to um, escape that and make it in one of the most difficult uh, fields that you can get into and, and show that it is all possible through faith in God and diligence and, you know, hopefully inspire other little kids that want to get out of their situation and know that it's possible to do so when when you don't see when you don't see that on the horizon coming up just know that wherever you are that's not the only place in the world that there's other places in the world that you can flourish to i love it i love it. i'm excited to hear about that book because uh first of all i already know i have to pull out another book called the dictionary to make sure <laughs> that while I'm reading, I understand everything that's coming out. Somebody, you know, I, I told you I'm a, I'm a Shakespeare kid. <laughs> I love it though. I know I'm, I'm messing with you, but I love it. I love how you are all the way well-rounded. I love it. So <laughs> another book called The Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we have a little something we do called um fill in the blank or either or so you just um you're going to fill in the blank once i give you the sentence stem and then you're going to choose either or you ready okay they're not too bad okay so fill in the blank my top lip smells like blank and I'm supposed to, what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to tell me what your top lip smells like. So you filling in the blank. My top lip smells like blank. <laughs> uh, chocolate chip waffle that I just ate before I started this? <laughs> it better be name brand. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> it, it, was, it was the Lego, my ego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Women call me blank on stage and in private. Mm. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Oh, look. Did I see a double pop out too? Wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying my nickname is Anaconda. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll take it. Okay, so an unusual tickle spot on my body is like. My neck. Unusual. Your neck. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So either or. <clears throat> Moist or sticky. What does either or mean? Like I had to choose one? Cho uh-huh. You're choosing one. Moist or sticky? <sighs> Moist. Okay. <laughs> Scratch it or wiggle it out? Scratch it. Okay. Smell like tuna or chitlins for a year. Oh shit, tuna. <laughs> what? That's a question? 
Someone chooses shitless? What the hey, hell? You might not want to smell like, you know, fishy. Especially if you're a woman, you might not, I don't know. So you'll choose chitlins? At least they taste good. I like chitlins. Where are you at? In Atlanta? Mississippi? Uh, uh, first of all, Texas. We are down <laughs> south, baby. H-Town all day, okay? And we eat chitlins and collard greens and all that around here. Yeah, my mama like that and she's from Texas, so I get you, I guess. There you go, there you go. <laughs> okay, last one. Bushy nose hair or bushy ear hair? <laughs> oh, shoot. Bushy ear hair. I feel like that is less likely to be seen than the nose hair. <laughs> okay, well, I hope you had fun. I was it. See, it wasn't that bad. Hey, I had a wonderful time, and you have great energy. And, and thank, thank you. you so this. this was very fun. No, good. And I'm so happy to actually meet you in person. You know, you research and look up somebody and you're like, ah, shit, how's this person going to be? You were great. I loved you. <laughs> so, so when you was researching, were you like, oh, shit? <laughs> no, no. You know, you get excited and you're like, see, I interview a lot of people. So you get excited and you're hoping that they don't disappoint you because yeah. they'll come on with this like blood type energy, like trying to get pull life out of them and you were just awesome so i loved it well you're i mean listen you you provoked it because uh you started with your energy and i, I i'm assuming that that's kind of how you lead and that mm -hmm. that that sets the tone for the room so i you know i attribute that to you because it, it goes the other way around too like mm -hmm. you can have an interviewer who gives you that right goal energy and then you're just yeah. like oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that and i really hope you get to 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 listen to the the whole front page album i think you might like it yes, i am too me too thank you so much Great.